as I said before, man, I don't, I said it's a vicious cycle, but that's no slight to those that came before us. Because again, it's what they knew. It's the only way that some of these guys, your grandfather, right? Your great grandfather, your great, great grandfather. It's, it's the only way they knew to live by. It's the only way they knew how to survive. It's the only way they knew how to lead their families. So, of course, if you think you're doing the right thing, right, you're going to teach your son that that's how it's supposed to be. It's your boy Verse, and this is Open Mic with OTR Mike. Shit, yeah. Yo, 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 what's up, good people? It's your boy, OTR Mike, and let me be the first to welcome you. To another episode of Open Mic with George Truly. Yeah, that's right. This is the show where the mic is open for any discussion, no matter what it is, who it is, or where it is. And you know what? This episode is going to hold me true to just that. Uh, t- today's episode comes from um, a friend of the program, a listener of the show, a dope content creator in his own right. Um, he actually was on an episode of Open Mic already. Uh, the life of a con, the day in the life of a content creator. So go ahead and check that out um, if you haven't already. Um, shout out to my guy, Mister Hendo. Um, and look, please go check out his YouTube channel, um, Ravens Online Ungatekeeper, and he just made his debut as a producer on the Electric Relaxations with Mr. Galloway talking about some hip hop. So go subscribe to both channels. Matter of fact, go subscribe to both channels right now. Like right now. And then come back. But come right right back. But anyway, look, man. Um Hendo reached out to me, man, asked me if I could give my opinion um on a topic that I don't think gets enough discussion or understanding. And um and that's all around. Right. I, I, I don't think um, enough men understand it. I don't think enough women understand it. Um, and that's the perception of a black man in their masculinity. Um, and as I say in the opening of this show, uh, the mic is open for all discussions. Uh, so let's get it. Let's get it. Um, so Hendo reached out, like I said, man, and, and um, this is what he sent to me. Uh, he wanted to talk about the percep- the perception that black men have to be strong 100% of the time and show no cracks. If we show any emotion, then we are that we are considered weak or soft, which got cut off. And I thought that was, you know, interesting that Hendo said that because um, I kind of touched on that on um, my uh, episode of uh, Keep Pushing. Um, a little bit, but that episode wasn't based around that. Um, but 
I get 100% of what Hendo is saying here um, because we actually did an episode on this off the record, but we did this, um, that show, I think, believe was called uh, uh, a black, black man in his mental health or something along those lines. We did that back in like 2019. Um, and we spoke on this, like that, that topic was driven behind this very, um, comment that handle me or the perception of a black man having to be strong 100% of the time. And, um, you know, first of all, I want, let me thank Hendo for, you know, giving me that, that topic and wanting to hear my opinion on it. And like I said, Hendo is a friend of the show, so I'm going to get to it. He asked me, can I do something? And I'm going to do it. Um, but when I say I don't think it's touched on or understood enough, um, inter- interestingly enough, I had this conversation uh, with my wife, right? And uh, my wife is a very, very smart, educated uh, black woman. Um what she does for a living is, um, you know, commendable. You, you, you like it's, she goes over and beyond, um, for our children, um, of all walks of life, but especially our young, um, black boys. Um, she realizes that there's some type of disconnect, um, going on with our black boys somewhere. And, you know, she racks her her brain uh, daily trying to figure out uh, ways to to fix that disconnect or close some of these gaps that are going on um, with our children. And um, I say that because even her, right? Um, I don't think that the understanding, it just, discussing this with her um, just only told me that it just brought it to light that the understanding um, of what we struggle with as black men isn't always um, understood by everyone. And, and that's what even put the bat would, would put the battery in my back even more to discuss this because um, I realized that, you know, I, I believe our black women understand, um, you know, some of the daily struggles that, um, we, we deal with as black men, uh, just waking up, right. And leaving out for work and what we deal with at work and, um, you know, always having to be, you know, 100% on your P's and Q's, right. Um, it's just what we deal with daily and it's unfortunate. And I'm not to say, I'm not saying anybody else doesn't deal with that but as a black man i know for sure that that's the feel um that we have when we leave this household or when we leave our homes right we just got to be aware of our situation we got to almost be in the best of moods or we all we we have to almost be 100 percent the best of us at 100 percent of the time if that makes any sense, right? Like, you can't get caught in a bad moment at work or uh, driving a car 
you know, or uh, other situations, man. You just can't get caught in those moments because that slight time can be taken the wrong way. And that's just how black men feel. All right. But I do think, you know, our, our black women understand that side of it. But in talking to her, I, I believe there's a disconnect on the other side of this thing. <clears throat> and that's that we feel we have to be strong 100% of the time. Um, and, <clears throat> excuse me, she said to me that uh, she believes it used to be like that, but maybe not so much now. And I think she's looking at it from the standpoint of right now, like, you know, you hear more about a black man's mental health or there's more black men openly discussing their mental health and their, their struggles. Um, so I think she's looking at it from that standpoint, but that doesn't tell the whole story or show the entire picture. Right. Um, there are things that speaking of myself, right. There are things that she don't, she, she won't know how I'm feeling. Well, she can't tell how I'm feeling because I feel like one of us have to be strong, right? And I'm always going to put that on my shoulder. You know, that's just speaking on if we in a situation where, you know, it's it's trying on both of us, right? It's a situation that needs to be taken care of. Um, it's stressful for both of us. But I am going to always try to save face for my wife so that, you know, even if she sees me come, then she maybe that will, you know, take some of it off of her, right? And and that, okay, he has it together, you know, so maybe it's not as bad. But inside, <laughs> I'm probably feeling the same way she is, right? Um, and that's, we don't feel like we can have those outward feelings like that of showing us being flustered, um, of showing us being upset. And and I believe that happens for numerous reasons, right? Um, one, I, I, I truly 100% believe that, you know, it's something that we were taught, right? And, you know, for me, I was taught by my dad that I spoke on this um, about the keep in, in the keep pushing episode about how I was taught to not show weakness. Um, and I don't blame my dad because I'm sure my dad was taught that by his father. And I'm sure my dad's father was taught that by his father and so on and so forth. And it's just passed on because we feel like that's what is the right thing to do. That's how you are supposed to be. Um, it wasn't until recent, and I, maybe three, four years ago, that a black man in their struggles, like I just said before, mental health, um, it, it wasn't until then that it just you started to hear more dialogue or open dialogue about it. And that's not that long ago. And it's still not 
a lot of dialogue about it. Um, it's not nearly as much as it should be. And um, as I said before, we, we discussed this on an episode of Off the Record. And, uh, you know, it hit home because Handel's comments and some of the things we said align perfectly. So what I want to do is play a clip from that episode of us talking about the very thing that Hendo is discussing. But, um, you know, if, if my son is, if he feels sad, you know, it, hey, that's an emotion he's, he's allowed to feel. I want him to understand how, how to deal with it. And yeah, I do want him to be tough, you know, in terms of, um, I want I want him to be persistent. So, you know, when tough times come and, and they're going to come, um, I feel comfortable that he can push himself, you know, through whatever it is that he's going through, even if I'm not there. And I think that's <clears throat> that's um, I think that's kind of what what the intention is when we say toughen up to our to our boys. Mm-hmm, yeah. But we do it in a way that that's that's how if that's the only thing we know. Mm-hmm. That's what we pass down through generation, right. through generation, until right. somebody, somebody just breaks said, it. So, somebody breaks it yeah. and tries something new. And like, and that who you heard speaking was OTR Brandon. Um, shout out to him. But in that clip, you heard him say, "If it's what if it's all that we know, then that's naturally basically that we pass it on to our children." And pass it down to generation to generation until the key point in that segment was it's broken. So there's a vicious cycle, right? Um, that has been started many moons ago. I'm not going to go too deep into this, but I believe, I believe that this started way back in slavery, slavery days. That fight or flight mentality. Back then, back back in those days, having to be leaders, having to be have just having to survive in those days. I think it starts way back then, and then trickled down from generation to generation to generation to generation, and. As I said before, man, I don't, I said it's a vicious cycle, but that's no slight to those that came before us. Because again, it's what they knew. It's the only way that some of these guys, your grandfather, right? Your great grandfather, your great, great grandfather. It's it's the only way they knew to live by. It's the only way they knew how to survive. It's the only way they knew how to lead their families. So, of course, if you think you're doing the right thing, right, you're going to teach your son that that's how it's supposed to be. This is how a man is supposed to be. And it's not just passed down father to father right 
Um, the cycle even continues with some mothers to their sons. I mean, how many times are you have you been in a store, right, or mall, or out in public, and you 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 hear a mother telling their son, a baby boy, stop crying, or boys ain't supposed to do that, or toughen up. Or how many times you see on a football field or basketball court, soccer field, baseball diamond, a kid get hurt, boys. It ain't one cried out because it hurts. But they're told it's okay. Walk it off. Be tough. And don't get me wrong, there's moments when being tough is needed. And I think Brandon touched on that. Like I want, he said, I want my son to be tough, but I want him to be tough in moments where when situations get hard or life gets hard, he's able to push through those situations. Yeah. Be tough in those situations. But as I said, it's a vicious cycle. That's just just been circulating in our generation, Hindo. Um, and it's it, it's still prevalent now in 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 younger kids. Like I was discussing with my wife, you know, I I told her I think that some of the situations that we see in our young boys, our young black boys, um may stem from this very topic, right? Uh, Them lashing out because they don't know no other way, right? That they're not supposed to show any form of weakness because what they're taught. Uh, As a father myself, I struggle with it daily. And I'm one that's trying to break that cycle. I'm one that wants my son to be tough. I'm one that my son falls, hey, you okay? It's okay. You're all right. You know. But I struggle with it from a standpoint of not wanting to block his emotion, right? Not wanting to block what he's entitled to have. I don't care what anybody says. There's a lot of people out there that say, nah, it's not supposed to be like that. I don't care what anybody says. Like, a child, if he stubbed his toe or hurts and scrapes his knee, it hurts. They're going to cry. But it, it still rears his ugly head with me at times where I don't know if I'm being too hard or keeping this cycle going uh, with my son or if I'm doing a good enough job in breaking this cycle. So I have another clip that I want to play from our episode in 2019 talking about this very thing. Take a listen. So it was this article circulating. I think I sent it to y'all even before we came up with that we were going to talk about this. Um, And it was on the the mighty.com 
and it was an article that basically it was titled i think um something along the lines of we need to make it okay for black men to talk about their mental health mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right yeah. and when i saw that i was like damn like you know that's that's interesting let me take a let me take a look at it and some of the key points in it um like it kind of talked about like how black men were taught to you know suppress their 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 emotions and feelings mm-hmm. yeah. right so and part of that comes with or comes from the fact that you know our parents and and then their parents you know the way the world was for them at their time coming up you know it was it's always that being taught that you know the world is 10 times harder right right so you gotta be tough so toughen up because you know once you leave this nest the world is gonna be 10 times harder than what the way i'm treating you in this house or whatever Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that's it's just stuff that's been instilled in us and i um and and i think it led to um us as black men not being able to process and talk about emotion until later on down the line yeah i mean until like like, honestly until now like to me it feels like especially on the black men side of it um that this is new to be talked about amongst black men (laughs) that was yours truly again on an episode on off the record podcast uh go over there man we had some old episodes uh that I think you will enjoy. And we touch on a little bit of everything, as you can see, mental health um, is one of the things we touched on. So go over there and check out the entire episode. Um, But yeah, it's again, circling back to what's taught, right? Um, I'll tell you a story, my my own personal story. So um, I'm sure on this journey as a, (laughs) <laughs> as a solo podcaster, I'll get deeper and deeper into telling my own story, right? Um, but um, some of you may or may not know that uh, in 2014, I lost both of my parents, same year, eight months apart. Um, but prior to that, um, found out that my mom uh, was sick, right? That my mom was dealing with um dementia um and it was early stages they were doing the test the testing process and trying to figure out what's going on and uh the price the the prognosis came back and it was what was that right it was alzheimer's and you just told so as, as a, a mama's boy right <laughs> finding out that my mom is dealing with what she had to deal with. Um, and I remember having a conversation with my dad, right? My dad, one of the strongest guys I've, I've ever met, right? I've only seen him cry once. I think I spoke about that on the uh, Keep Pushing episode, right? Um, and this is a man who not much longer after finding out my mom was sick, found out he was sick himself with cancer so my dad in a sense and i like i said i'll get deeper into this story on later episodes because i want to stay focused on what we're talking about but my dad just to give you an idea of how strong he is my dad ultimately neglected his own health um to 
care for his wife, my mom. And um, I remember when we found out what was going on with my mom, you know, my dad pulled me outside, had a discussion with me, telling me what's going on. And I started to cry. Right. Because, again, here's a mama's boy finding out that his mom is dealing with a horrible, horrible disease. So I'm crying. I'm crying. And my dad says to me, well, why are you crying? And I'm like, bro, you just told me that my mom is not going to ever be the same. Right. And. It wasn't that he wasn't hurt by it. It wasn't that. Um, I'm not going to say it wasn't that he didn't understand why I was crying or where my hurt was. But he went on to basically say that, you know, it, it, he didn't say this, but his mindset in situations like that was crying isn't going to fix it. Right. So so crying isn't going to fix it. So let's buckle down and do what we have to do. And let's take this head on. That's how he was taught. And in a lot of situations, I'm wired the same way. Um, so I kind of looked at him like, you know, and I got it and I get it. Like there's other people in my family that can, that'll tell you that crying didn't do anything for my dad. Right. You know, you could be crying your eyes out, boohooing in front of him, didn't move him one bit. And my dad would have given you the shirt off his back, his last dollar. He was that type of guy. But crying wasn't going to get it any faster. (laughs) You could just come to him and talk and let him know what your needs are, and he's going to do it for you. But the crying just didn't move him. And that goes back to, again, how he was wired, how he was taught. So, I don't know, man. It, it's, again, Hendo, I thank you for uh, wanting to hear my opinion on this um, because it did hit home, right? And, and and then, again, thanks to my wife for the discussion because it hit home even more, um, letting me know that, you know, there are some people that don't understand black men in their struggles with masculinity and their struggles with feeling like having to be on Mr. Strong 100% of the time. No weakness. Right? Um, And only showing weakness behind closed doors. Again, those are those are words that my dad taught me. And I, I taught that to my kids, my basketball kids. We lose a basketball game and they're upset and they want to cry. And I would tell them, go in the locker room, cry it out there, but don't show it out here because we might have to see these boys again. And you're giving them the upper hand because they can come back and say, hey, they was crying last time we played them. That's why I told these kids. And again, that makes me think that I tell them the right thing. So it's a constant struggle, right? Um, And it's going to take us, right, to break the cycles, right, and to teach our kids 
um, and teach loved ones, teach friends. Doesn't have to just be kids, right? But that's that's how the cycle gets broken, right? In, in gen, from generation to generation, right? My plan is to teach my my son that it's okay to show emotion, that it's okay um, to be upset if that's the emotion you're feeling. It's more important on how you channeling those emotions and how you channeling channeling um, those frustrations. And hopefully me teaching my son that will lead to him teaching his children, his son that. Um, so we'll see. So we had about 30 minutes, man. And Hendo, I, th- I hope that I answered your question, man. I, I kind of feel like I was rambling a little bit. Um, but I hope I hit on some of the topics that you wanted or some of the points that you wanted to hear. Um, because this is a real 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 subject and and um i don't you know it's one of those things you don't want to leave anything out right because uh, it's a lot that can be touched on a lot that can be dissected in this very topic um so hopefully i did that for y'all today man so that's the show thanks to hendo for inspiring this topic um anybody that, that want to hear my opinion on anything let me know holler at me you know, I got a couple of people that hollered at me and wanted to hear what I had to say on certain topics. So some of my episodes will be driven uh, based off of that. And I like it. I like it, man. Again, that's the format that I wanted to create with this platform is that um, the discussion is open. The mic is open for all discussion. No matter what it is, who it is and where it is. But that's the show. I'm your boy, OTR Mike. Man, follow me on Twitter and tiktok at otr underscore mike follow me on instagram at otr mike underscore and if you haven't already hit that like button and subscribe to the channel and give your boy a five-star rating on all your favorite podcast listening platforms look i want to thank y'all as i do every episode for supporting me and look sticking with me on this solo thing man i think i'm getting used to talking to myself i'm not sure it's gonna take it's not easy, man. It is not easy. I'm going to keep saying it. it is not easy. Shout out to all of y'all that have done this solo thing for a long time. It's not, not, not easy at all. But yeah, man, thanks for kicking it with your boy, keeping me company, and listening to me ramble. I'm going to holler at y'all next time. Peace.